Welcome to Middlebrook Memories Podcast. I am Jerry, otherwise known as Glacier Prince, and my co-host is Hitchcock, otherwise known as Alfred Henry. Our mission on this podcast series is to explore the stories behind the magic that was created at Middlebrook. But over a span of four years, between 1982 and 1986, we saw the transformation of a small co school with less than 1,200 students, 800 boys, 800 girls and 400 boys into a successful sports and scholastic champion, winning seven major trophies, three Sunlight Cup, two Tapping Cup, one Walker Cup, and one Nutriment Shield. And to crown these achievements, Meadowbrook also produced two Rhodes Scholars, Cavell Creighton in 1987 and Andrea Wright in 1989, both graduates of Meadowbrook in 1983. In this podcast series, we'll be speaking to persons, both males and females, who were actively involved in this incredible journey, along with friends and staff at Meadowbrook, which inspired the environment which created this golden era. We hope you enjoy our discussion. Please give us as much support and encouragement as you can on whatever social media platform you are listening. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Oh, all right, ready. So remember to like, share, and subscribe these Meadowbrook Memories podcasts so neither you nor your friends will miss another memorable conversation. Thanks. Our Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for bringing us together one more time to put the benefit and the future of our Adam Martha Meadowbrook High School in Kingston, Jamaica, in your hands. We thank you for everyone who is on this line. Bless Mrs. Walker, bless Carol, Sonia, Donovan, Prince, and myself. Guide the conversation and be in the midst. All this we ask in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Carol. Amen. All right, let me go into the introduction right away. Today is Saturday, December 16, 2023. I welcome to a very special Meadowbrook Members Conversation. Today, Nadine Moulton and Donovan Tegretam will be joining our conversation. As you go down memory lane to celebrate the life of our beloved Miss McLennan, our spanner as she's affectionately called by all of us. Also joining us is Mrs. Ryder Walker, Miss McLennan's sister, Carol Walker, her niece, who was also a student at Meadowbrook, and another niece, Sonia Dixon, who was very close to Miss McLennan, but she did not attend Meadowbrook. The fact that this podcast will be released as the 100th episode is a significant and humbling achievement for me. Because when I started this conversation almost two years ago, I had no idea I would be joined by the relative of Miss McLennan. Because making a century is a special achievement in cricket. Miss McLennan, my favorite sport. And by reaching this milestone, I can hear her saying to us cricketers, one slip and you're in the gully. Which means that this conversation did not slip, so we are not in the gully. So welcome, everybody. Introduce yourself. You go ahead first, Mrs. Walker. You go ahead and introduce yourself, and then um, Sonia and then Carol. Go ahead, Mrs. Walker. Well, I'm Valerie Walker, and I'm the youngest in the family, the last one, the wash belly. <laughs> and I had most influence from my dear sister, Carolata Leona Magdalena. And here am I today, didn't anticipate this, 
But I'm grateful for this occasion and thank you all very much for putting her in your precious memories. Thank you, Mrs. Walker. And you go ahead, Sonia, introduce yourself. Uh, once more, I'm Sonia Dixon. And as my aunt said, Aunt Valerie, my aunt had a great influence on me. She brought me up. I lived with her from I was about three right up to around 18 years old. So um, as, a, as you're doing now, many times we don't realize the impact that someone has on us till we get much older. But I was happy that I was able to communicate that to her, her impact on me before, before she passed away. So she knew. She also was able to visit the school that I was teaching in Toronto. So, you know, that was something that was really pleasing to her. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sonia. And Carol, you go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. My name is Carol Walker. I am the niece. And I, it's such an honor to be here to talk about uh, the legacy of my aunt Lee. We call that's what we affectionately called her, Aunt Lee. And um, even though I was going to say I didn't follow in her footsteps of teaching, I had a taste of it because I remember she appointed me to teach history when I was in sixth form uh, for third grade, the third form, and I did that for about a year, and it also put a little bit of money in my pocket. In addition to that, I was a dance teacher for about 15 years. So even though I didn't teach academics, I was more inclined to the arts. Her influence was very much felt. So thank you for the honor of being here. Thank you, Carol. And um, Nadine, reintroduce yourself. Uh, my name is uh, Nadine Moulton. I'm a graduate from 1984 and uh, attended sixth form until 1986. Meadowbrook was my home away from home, and it has um, its influence. I've been passionate about it pretty much all my life. I am presently serving as the president of the Alumni Association New York chapter here, and it is a pleasure to be here and to be in such a esteemed company, Ms. McKenna's sister, who was just such an idol for me and framed a lot of my uh Meadowbrook days. Thank you for having me, and I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, thank you, Nadine. Excuse me. You are Nadine, you're graduating what, eight, 1986? Yes, I left sixth form in 86. Okay, here is. Have you, can you see this? Yeah, we can. Yes. Yes, yes I am. Yes, I am seeing the that. The yearbook for 1986, so, okay. You can locate your picture in here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it is so funny. You might, I'm not sure if I'm in the, the, the last one, but I can tell you, I just shared that yearbook at our get-together here in New York in April. And apparently it was such a treasured memorabilia. Somebody actually moved away with it and I've not been able to locate it since <laughs> all these years. So it is really good to see it on, on camera. Thank you so much. Um, maybe you'll find me, but I'm not sure. So you were uh, in the group with Peter Champagne and Hera Blair? Yes, I was. All right. So you have I am fine. You're up to date then, Mrs. Walker. But let them see it. Always. <laughs> Dante, reintroduce yourself back for me. Morning. Um, pleased to meet you all. 
Donovan Thomas, a.k.a. Tegre, a.k.a. Dante, from a later age, later date, um, went to Meadowbrook between 1980 to 1985. I was in Peter Champagne's and Blair's class from first form to fifth form. Um, Mrs. McLennan is, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a pleasure for me to meet you, to meet you guys. And that's because Mrs. McLennan, I mean, it's, it's such an honor to me as well to be, to give honor to, to, to Mrs. McLennan. She's probably the sing, has, has been probably the most, the, the single most influential person in my life. I'm also a past president of the Past Students Association, a board member at the school, Wonderful. and I am continuously giving back to Meadowbrook because of our dear Spanner. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you. Thank so, you. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Dante. Yeah. And it's a pleasure for me to for having this conversation, as I say, on my... 100 episode and Miss McLean will be proud that is a cricket analogy we're using because I didn't realize she was a avid cricket fan until we spoke last week. But mm -hmm. I have a question I want to ask um, Sonia and Mrs. Walker for the first question. It's normally the question I ask all guests who come on. And maybe Mrs. Walker, you can help me. Did Miss McLean choose Meadowbrook or Meadowbrook chose her? Well, let's put it this way both ways. Uh, because of the influence uh, of Reverend Ward, right? Um, she went to Water Valley School. This is Reverend Ward. Can you see that? Yes, yes, no. yeah, yeah, we can see okay. it. Yeah. Now we see it, yes, yeah. yes. So he was the person who would choose what you should do. And you couldn't get away from out of we call him parcel wards. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it seems that it was destined for her to be at Meadowbrook because she went to school at Water Valley, and the church and school worked along in those days, plus the community. And it's like a career path from there because it, it's like you're geared towards a certain profession and after that you had to give back so it was destined for her after she completed university because she had to teach in the elementary or primary school and after she went to the university and he founded Meadowbrook High School she better find herself there to teach. Wow. <laughs> so she was there for 40 years, as you can see. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's just a school church relationship that the family actually, you know, has. And on Sunday, we'll be celebrating 150 years of the Ministry of Presbyterian United Church right there at her uh, um, school where she went and church on Sunday. 
So tomorrow I will have to leave St. Mary's Linton to celebrate with them. And also, you know, recorded is all um, that she did. She actually did this booklet on Reverend life when he was 100 years old, mm -hmm. right? And tomorrow we will um, celebrate his ministry and also of the Presbyterian United Church that was uh, influential in our community in his major. So she was destined to be at middle. The only thing that remind me, I'm not sure, but wasn't that the year when she started teaching? Wasn't that the first year that Meadowbrook was? Um, yes, it was. was. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was the first year. Yes. You have seen pictures of the foundation staff, and she was a member of that. She was under in those pictures. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. I'm happy for that confirmation. So, so it's like because I've, I've been telling people that. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. I've been telling people that she. Yeah. I'm happy for that confirmation because I. Oh, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask. To, to 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 confirm that she was a member of the first um group of teachers that um went to Meadowbrook. But it, but it, but it, she and excuse me, Lena McCourty. Yeah, Mrs. Mm -hmm. McCourty, yeah, a couple of students Lena McCourty. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, but I didn't know Mrs. McCourty at all. I I know Miss McLennan because she was there while I was there in the eighties. And I'm in right. that picture that was giving her that cup that she must have cherished a lot, 1982. So <laughs> <laughs> I saved those pictures. Those are special. But but it's more than that though, Dante. You realize that Miss McLennan, as 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 her sister said, was destined for the Meadowbrook. It's like Miss McLennan is Meadowbrook itself. Yep. Not, yes. that, not, that, yes. not that she chose Meadowbrook. It's like she is Meadowbrook. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the confirmation so, we're getting here now. It's, it's, it's not a matter of who chose who. That was our destiny. Yeah, exactly, 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 exactly. There was no choice to be made. No, no. And I think, you know, we're we are all happy, happy for it. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. right. So, but, but let me ask you the same question, Carol. Since you went to Meadowbrook as well, after I asked you this question, did you choose Meadowbrook or Meadowbrook chose you? No, Meadowbrook, I, I was sent there. I was voluntold that that's where I was going to school. Yeah, yeah no choice. I did not have a choice. I did not have a choice. It yeah. was Meadowbrook or nothing at all. So it was Meadowbrook. So yeah. I never knew anything. I never knew about Immaculate. I heard about Immaculate. I heard about um, uh, Campion College. I heard about all these different schools. However, it it was um it was a legacy placement mm -hmm. um and to continue with that like i went to howard because my parents went to howard the good school i, I think i would have ended up there anyway but it was something that um i was groomed to understand that this was my path mm -hmm. so you well, I tell you, we wanted her right daddy her daddy and myself wanted her to go to immaculate Right, and the reason too because we were That's right, yeah. right, yeah. But my sister, 
She had it all cut out. <laughs> so where my children ought to go, you know, and daddy wasn't very pleased, but the demanding person, she chutely, oh, we're going to send Richards, you know, to give them whatever it is. Uh, and eventually they got some um, Meadowbrook. They said, what is this? This. So she she had it cut out for everybody. I can tell you that. Yes, because she... he's the one who chose uh, which high school I was to go, and I must go to a boarding school, a co-ed boarding school. <laughs> so I went to to Happy Grove High School during the days when Doctor K. B. and Chris was headmaster there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That, and I must have escaped. I think I escaped. <laughs> also, because of Meadowbrook and the association, she wanted my children to be there. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you, Sonia, how come you never ended up at Meadowbrook? I, I escaped because the year before Meadowbrook was, was founded, I had already just started at St. James. Okay, I got you. I got and you. I recalled I had taken the the common entrance but she said she had told me that um she had wanted me to go to Wilmers so she actually went to Wilmers I got the interview it was this white lady who was the principal there at the time and um she said she would have accepted she accepted me but when I got the scholarship and at the yes had yet started maybe I would have had to I would have gone to Meadowbrook if she had started teaching Meadowbrook. So when I when I got the common interest because I was in Spanish town for St. Jago, she told me I had a choice. Do you want to go to Wilmers or do you want to go to St. And I said, I want to go to St. Jago because I have my I have friends there. And she allowed me. I don't know how come she did, but I said to her, I want to go to St. Jago because my friends are there. And she allowed me even after she got to Meadowbrook and I was living back with her when she finished university. I was able to travel, you know, the distance from Kingston to the Spanish town. But she had such an influence in the way how I got to how I got to school from Kingston. And I was telling her no, 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 but would not listen. She asked all teachers, the teachers who used to travel to St. Jago, if they would um, give me a ride, because she was living at Dunwobin, just on the pathway. And she said no. And she researched and found out this Englishman, Mr. Rapp, who was teaching French. She found out his address, wrote to him, and said, can you take my niece? And you know, he came right to the house. I was shocked, because I mean, I was basically, I couldn't believe she did something like that. And she told him, she would like him to transport me to school, and, she, and he did. That's that's. Um, well, let me ask you a question, Mrs. Walker, because this. What was she like when she was younger? Because it sounded like she never took no financer from anybody. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because that's uh, her. That's I, her. I, I hold on. Let, look at the picture you're throwing us that yeah. day. Hold up. Hold, hold, hold up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, man, we'll see. Yeah. That's her. Well, what was she like, Mrs. Walker? Because it looked like. Have you seen that picture? Yeah, we've, we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen it. Yeah. When she was a little girl? Yeah. 
Well, I forgot come and get yeah, forgot send me those pictures that I post those pictures on the and when it, the podcast come out next weekend, and I need those pictures, Carol. You have to send me those pictures. Okay, I'll work on it. Okay. Yeah, man, send me all of those pictures you have of her that I, I can show all the pictures to everybody what she was like as a little girl. Yeah. But tell me but what you want to know if she was if she was bossy. If she was yeah, that's how much is. What she a boss? She what she not a boss? What she the boss? I know. She had her way. <laughs> You mean when she was a little girl? Yeah. Or when she was nice. young, younger, yes. Um a big sister. The big sister influence. <laughs> can you see this? Yes, we can. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's her mother. Oh, that's okay. That's my yes. That's, that's grandmother. grandmother. Yeah, okay. What's her name? What's her name, Mrs. Walker? Lena. Lena Maud Dixon. Okay. She was a very, very influential person where discipline is concerned, uh, where a mother was concerned. And there were certain habits that we adopted from this woman. That is why uh, she keeps on speaking about her mother. But most of the traits that she had came from mother. Mm. And she, from what I understand, growing up, she had this not air, and wasn't proud, but she was a very disciplined person. And hearing my mother speak, you would think that really she was um, tra a trained teacher or whatever. But in those days, you know, you couldn't go further than we are. Six, uh, Sonia. Right. School where they offered a lot of discipline uh, in certain subjects, uh, not just academic subjects, but the vocational subjects and so on. You became a whole person, a rounded person. And because of that type of influence, my sister, Leanna, grew up a very disciplined and a little sophisticated, and she was always um, not really commanding, but she was from a very early day, <laughs> you know, early day. She took charge of everybody, you know, everybody. You had to be uh, very courteous. You don't speak any, any, um, <laughs> yes. so, uh, she really was the, the type of person, a model, a role model. And she got that from my mother. And my mother was a very smart person, you know, because she would say, well, each one help one. Mm -hmm. So, sure that the discipline was <clears throat> And it came down to all of us, but Sonia and myself got most of it because we're the smallest one in the family. And, you know, we are the last born sister, and I was the first born niece. 
So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, firstborn granddaughter. And I'm yeah, the no, last yeah. in the family. So when they see Sonia, they think that we are sisters, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, we had the most powerful influence from her. And thank God for that. Because mm-hmm. we were able to attend, you know, tertiary um, institutions and so on, notwithstanding that my husband, Barry Walker, was the first in the family to set the priest to go to Howard University, mm-hmm. where he was um, a lecturer there. And um, we were able to benefit, you know, the rest of the families, um, you know, nephews and so on. And, and they did very well, you know, medicine and all that type of thing. So she was a very, very proud and, uh, person like that. And one thing she would say, all these students are my children mm-hmm. and they belong to me. Not just my relatives, but all of them belong to me. You're the parents, but they belong to me. So she just passed on everything, you know, and, and on her um, book here. One of my nephews designed it. He had on it as she passed on knowledge to others. Mm-hmm. Not us, Shifa, and her spirit still lives through us. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So she was like that. From she was a she was this thing, as I said. Yeah, yeah. And something I'd like to add. She she would not tell you. She Aunt Lee was a brilliant person, and you wouldn't hear it from her to say, "Well, I'm I'm a bright person." When I say brilliant, my grandmother told me, and I guess Valerie, you heard this to remind you that when she was accepted in Shorter, because she did third year about two times and was teaching, but when she was accepted, Shortwood. They all had to go with her. My grandmother had to go with her, and they had to really announce because they didn't send out by mail who had passed the entrance to Shortwood. And so there were people in Kingston that were supposedly up to do people. So when when her name was called, somebody else answered, and they realized, no, it's not you, because my aunt and me had done so well. <laughs> so well on the entrance exam that I think she was top. She was top. As a matter of fact, what, yeah, she was that. She was really brilliant. When she went to university, I think she came first when she did the, the pen, that it was in the papers. Just a naturally bright person. Uh, so um, Donovan, so maybe she recognized brilliant. Mm-hmm. that you were being. But she was just a naturally brilliant person. And to see that she went to Spain to do her master's in Spanish, you know, at, an, at a later age. Oh, she went to so Spain? I didn't know that, yeah? Oh, great. I mean, we were, we were actually, we came to school and heard the, the nickname, Spana. Um, we were basically of the opinion that it was because of her prowess in Spanish <laughs> that she got that name. And and that's, I, I mean, until recently we heard something else, but 
all along that's what we thought and 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 that's what we'll maintain but i want to add as well to you know i have a i have a cousin that left Meadowbrook in probably the mid 70s she was on the 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 tribute um thing but she has a, a similar story in terms of she said she wanted to do nursing and she said um you know she were she was making all the plans to leave school work for a little bit and get some monies together to to go on the nursing and she said mrs mclennan actually picked her up one day took her in her car took her she said she, she went to, to, to um, Michael, um, took her down to Michael, got her into school, and she went the Friday. She started school the Monday. So she did not, <laughs> she did not. And then she said she didn't keep in touch with her. And when she was getting married and walking down the aisle, she saw, she didn't even know that Mrs. McLennan was invited to the, to the wedding. Apparently, her mother invited her. Oh, okay. And she was walking down the aisle and she just saw, you know, Mrs. McLennan, um, you know, reach out to her and touch her. She said she was shocked. She gave me that story. And I think it, it resonates with, with her not saying no. And she knew what your potential is. And she's going to direct you properly to where she thinks you fit best. Yeah. But but it sounded like she started. It started with her, you know, that this yeah. this steel reserve way because it must have been difficult for her, a woman in Jamaica in the fifties, a black woman nevertheless. This wasn't a woman of another color. This was a, a black woman who was proud of being black. You could see yeah. by how she walked and everything, and it's like she never oh, took yeah. no for an answer. She never took no for an answer from nobody at all. No. You see what I'm saying? It's like it must have, it must have been a challenge for her because <clears throat> when I speak to other people and they're saying at the time women could not buy property without their husband name on the property. Yeah. Right? And when I heard that, I'm saying, wow. But Miss McLennan just never took no for an answer at all. Mm -hmm. But you know, you know. Uh, let me interject a little bit here. Um, apart from her not taking no for an answer, um, Prince, she also tried to let you know that you can do anything once you set your mind to it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I can never. I'm always quoting this. The saying she says, "It's not whether you win or lose; it's how you play the game." Oh, yeah. And then she will say. Play up, play up, and play the game. Play the game. Right. I have used that constantly throughout my life, and I can always just remember how she said it. And when she said it, she basically said it with such, uh, what you know, you, you believe, you believe it is possible. It's not far-fetched when you're, she's saying it. She's not just saying something because it's something to be said. She believed it, and she made you believe it, too. You know, so that was that was just a remarkable thing for her. And then because of that, you don't fear. You're not fearful because she already knew what you can, what you're, you know, capable of. And she made you believe you are capable of doing just what she said. You know, so. Yeah. And before you came on, you were just as you were trying to get your mom on, my aunt, well, um, I was telling them that. 
and he was really ahead of her time and I was able to let her know this because so when my mother went to England, apparently she had wanted to send for me at the time. She's my um, Aunt Lee's sister. And she didn't want me to go to England. I was wondering why. Of course, I didn't really, I wasn't really upset. But at the same time, I thought, why didn't she allow me to go to England? But I guess one of her reasons is that going into a new country, where I guess I wouldn't have been accustomed to you know, knowing the customs, you know, I wouldn't didn't feel I was going to succeed. And when I found out she was ahead of her times, when, <clears throat> when I came to Canada, I didn't intend to get into teaching anyway. That wasn't really, I didn't think that was my calling. It just seemed to have happened. But I, there was a, during the time, I remember there were lots of Caribbean kids who were coming into the country meeting their mothers who, you know, or their new dads. After how many years they were accustomed to being back in the islands with relatives. And they were, they had a very hard time adjusting. When I said these kids had a difficult time adjusting, adjusting to the new family, to the, to the country. And I said, Aunt Lee was really ahead of her time. And I was able to tell her that too. I said, you were ahead of your time because I wouldn't have known the difference. But seeing how these, these kids were having a difficult time adjusting, you know, I realized mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you exactly what she was doing and saying. And uh, uh, Mrs. Walker, let me ask you a question. Um, how did she feel about Meadowbrook in the early days when it just started at a brand new school? What was the impression of Meadowbrook? It, it was quite a challenge for her, you know, when she had just gone there. And um, all, uh, let's see now. I think because it was a new school, you know, I forget how many um, students started there. I think there about 20, 20 something or something like that. Yeah. yeah. 26, I think. I think it was 26. Yeah. But it was a matter of um, promoting the school, giving the school uh, a new name academically, because, you know, there are all these other schools um, well established and so on. So, but somehow she developed a very good relationship with, um, you know, community people and so on. And of course, again, through the influence of um, Reverend Henry Ward, because um, he too was um, the chairperson for, um, from the school began to when he retired. Mm -hmm. And um, he was a very influential person, wherein, you know, students would come from all over the place and get there. But um, she had this strategy. It didn't matter where the student was coming from. You know, people, you know, were very prejudiced. And um, she refused no student. All she would say, bring me a desk and a chair here. Mm -hmm. So happened that one of the places where I worked here, um, there was an office attendant there, and somehow 
she learned that I was Miss McLennan's sister. Mm -hmm. And she said, I didn't know you. I said, yes, Miss McLennan's sister. And she said, that lady, she lived in Tivoli Gardens. I, you know, Tivoli Gardens. Had a reputation, yes. <laughs> and she said, because of your sister, you know where my children are today? They are in the United States, go to college and whatever it is. And right there at Meadowbrook, they would say, what are you taking all the children from there to come spoil up the school and whatever, whatever. And those children were the most disciplined <laughs> children. Some of them would be hungry when they come to school. And she made sure to have some little breakfast program or whatever it is so they could eat. Not only that, she planted um, Julie mango trees. And I said, we will smack and put all them things. And she said, good people, your children love mangoes. But the reason for that, you could go there and pick a mango. If you felt hungry or whatever it is, that was a strategy. Apart from that, oh, she just loved to plant flowers, anything, food, whatever. And she had a beautiful Karalaka garden, they call it, they say. <laughs> beautiful garden in front there. And God bless it. When I went there the other day, you know, there was nothing, long time, nothing, trampling. And that's, a, and that's at the school, Mrs. Walker? Right in front of the school by the almond tree there. Yeah, by the auditorium, yeah. yes, yes. She yeah. had this beautiful garden. Mm -hmm. All the and as you enter, you say, Oh wow. And this big acacia tree there with the yellow flowers and things. And there's absolutely nothing like that because they said they would call it paralata. But she disappeared I think I, and everything. I, the other thing I think they turned it into a, a. I think they turned it into an area for the students to sit and 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 um. They put a little table under there. You no, know, yeah. so it's almost like they can have a, Class. you know, time me time. They can bond bonding time right under that the same um the yeah. tree. Yeah. Better place the in the garden. But let me the garden, yes, I know. You see, because especially because the campus has become so, you know, um. So many children have come in well, and the space wise yeah. the space wise they're you're not able to um keep that because again they would sit and have lunch there, so they're still having a lot of bonding time on the deer, even though the garden is missing. But there's yeah. one thing I wanted to ask you, Miss Walker. Uh, you yeah. mentioned something about she planted trees because she children could pick but we Right, but when we listen to a couple of the podcasts, and I don't know if um, Prince remembers this, Helen was saying that they were forbidden to pick anything off the trees. If if the mango fell, if the mango fell, they could pick it up, but they were not able oh, to, to pick pick it. Right. Pick it. So yeah. that part, um, I just wanted to put in there. That, yeah. So they would pick up the coolie plum and the mangoes, but they couldn't pick it off the tree. Yeah, the, the podcast that came out yesterday, Mrs. Miss Francis of Island Francis, she went to school 1961 to 1967. Her podcast came on the street. That's when I sent to Carol. Yeah. But yeah. Right. I, 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 I have something. Could that be for the ladies, though? 
that the ladies yeah. were not, um, young ladies were not allowed to. Yeah. Because I think she was, she was specific. You're right, you're right. ladies were not supposed to be doing it. Because, I mean, I, I benefited from the jewelry tree immensely. No, no, that is not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that you say that's not Dante. I can't see why she wouldn't want a lady. Climbing up the mango tree in that dress. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I know she was a, a tickler for the ladies. Um, Protecting her dignity. Decorum. She didn't want the ladies yeah. to climb up in the mango tree so, with the boys so, at the bottom. So it could be that. Exactly. But, yeah. but also, maybe Pin used to pick the mangoes green or pick, because I know as kids, we would like, we would always pick green mango and <laughs> the put it on. So, yeah, that, guilt, so maybe... Guilt. They would take it off before it was right. But, so I think that's but, but, part of the problem too. But I tell you what, where she lived, that cool shade, it's a famous mm -hmm. mango tree. Okay. And there, and she would take boxes, baskets to school, cool. and even to the church. You know, the church, of course, uh, was next door to it, Meadowbrook Lunar. Yeah, 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 yeah. But everybody knew six cool shade for that mango tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From ministers to teachers to David. Yeah, she was a give it, give it. But let, let me ask you a question, Carol. Yeah. Uh, because and Christopher Cheddar, and I don't know if you remember him. Yes, Christopher. Uh, Christopher was that Chana? No, not Chana, not Chana. Chana, but. Chana. Yeah, uh, the writer is Chana. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Christopher Cheddar. The name's familiar. It he's sounds a, like it may be. Yeah. Go ahead and ask. Yeah. King's Council. He played cricket. Yeah, but he was. And, yeah, he was in charge of the um, ch um child court. What is the name? Ch child children's court in Jamaica before he migrated. Yeah. But he said to yeah. me when because and I talk all this time, and he played on a cricket team, and it is his opinion that it was because Miss McLean was in charge of the school at the time we. Why we want so much trophy at Meadowbrook in the nineties? I call it the golden years. Cause we won seven trophies as a year in the introduction between nineteen eighty two and nineteen eighty six, and those were the years Miss McLennan was principal of the school, and he it is his opinion, and I agree with him that it was because of Miss McLennan's support, and I didn't know that she loved cricket so much. And this oh is yeah, you, right? Because of her support for not just the cricket team but for everybody. And especially the team, and she wasn't partial to nobody at all, no matter where you come from. She going to give you a chance. And you were there at the time she became principal, because she became principal, I think, 1978. Oh, yeah. Right? I wanted to know yes. how you felt and how you think she felt when she rose to the, become in charge of the school that was her baby then. She created that school, you know. How she felt when she yes. finally became principal from your and then um Sonia and then Mrs. Walker can add, but you go first, Carol. Okay. I, I think that she saw it as an extension of herself and that this was just a natural um development that was already in the making from the time that she got there. And she had this great, I think, from what I saw, a great sense of humility to serve in that position and did not take it for granted and did not take it lightly at all. Um, she, in her own way, um, showed how proud she was um, to the teachers that were brought in. Uh, she was very, very protective of the young ladies that were there, um, making sure that the um, male uh, teachers were very respectful. Uh, I saw that for myself. 
and also that the uh, female teachers presented themselves well because she saw the teachers as an exi living example of what the young women should be like. And so she um, was, very, from what I remember, was extremely proud. And uh, sometimes um, she would, uh, they would bring in her, uh, uh, I can't remember the lady's name, but they would bring in her afternoon tea. The best sandwiches, the best cake, the best cakes, everything. They would have her afternoon tea. And uh, Aunt Lee would go, like that and call me in <laughs> a secret stash yes yeah yes 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 and she she would point to the corner of the room and prince i had got dog boy i remember, I remember. <laughs> and she was yes she was she was just so proud of uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Senior, but there was another lady whose name escapes me. It'll come back to me that she would rely on to make her afternoon tea, and my aunt would just share her meal with me. So um, that's what I remember her extremely proud, but extremely humbled by the fact that she was the principal for so many lives. Yeah, and I know the name Her son was on the podcast about two weeks ago, Christopher Senior. Bye bye. I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because they were part. That's that's exactly right. They were part of the ancillary staff, as you call it back then. I don't know what they call it now. Support. I, 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 I have a follow up question. Um, so, sorry, you, you can go ahead. You're well, you go ahead, Mrs. Walker. Um, You're about to speak. You go ahead. Go ahead. I was um, remember now that most of the principals were male, you know. Right, right, right. She was the first female female wow. in the co-head co institution. That I did right? not That is some um, record Ms. again. was the person who was holding on. Miss Godshore? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. She was the one holding on until the, you know, when the school started. Until they get got all these male um, principals, so um, she really broke the, the tradition of the male. She broke the glass ceiling, as they say. Yeah, female. Yeah, you, you, you know that's basically in line with the questions I the question I was going to ask because <laughs> through discussions with even some of the first set, because I'm I'm in touch with a lot of the earlier students, some of the students that went there in the 60s and so on. Um, and also from my knowledge of the history, I am aware that there was uh, a kind of reservation about appointing her as, as, as the principal because I, my understanding is that she was due to become the principal before and there was some reservation. I I I, I just want to know oh how, how did she handle handle that? Um, I can, yeah. I can tell you this. Uh she has faced a lot of challenges in her life, right? Because I would put in quotes envy for her intellectual, you know. Red eye, red eye, we call it, Mrs. Walker. Red eye. 
Tonya mentioned about um, college, right? After she passed, you know, in those days you do first, second, third, right? And she was expected to Shortwood College, right? She had to go in. Mom took her for the entrance and so on. And actually, her name first, she was like an exhibition of whatever. And they called the name, but somebody else went up. Yeah. Somebody else went up, answered to her name, and she sat there and, you know, was listening for her name because <laughs> she didn't hear her name. And it was when finally now they said, all right, over here and whatever it is. And they said, you are that, that. And then this person, the, um, whoever it was, what are you doing here? You're not Carlotta. You're not, you're asking, that's not Carlotta because she had pictures and whatever. And then she said, she goes, so where's Carlotta? And she said, here I am. And she went up. She was. She came first in whatever. That's one thing. The other thing, after she finished college, she didn't stop there, but she took her uh, London, what you call high schools then? Continued her studies. A levels, yeah. That was even before the the university. A levels, high school. And the university would not accept the teacher's certificate you know, mm. because she was a primary school teacher. Anyway, we had what we call inspectors of schools. Those were education um, officers, right? We call them education officers now, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So. When she applied to go to the University of the West Indies after she was teaching for probably about 10 years sooner. About that. 10 years. Mm -hmm. And she applied to go there. Remember now, you know, she had higher schools, she had her teachers here. And they turned it down. They are not accepting elementary school teachers. Not just that. Two of the education officers gave her a excellent, and one of them gave her a downgrade. You know, like you said, two A's that, and they couldn't understand. Oh, come, she was not accepted or whatever it is. And then they went and looked up the records and saw where one, one of the education officers or inspectors downgraded her. How did she take that? Huh? How did she take that? Oh, she was so disappointed. 
So did ah. well, the education officers took that up. Yeah? Mm. I don't know what, what they did when, because the ministry had already had records, everything. So uh, they told me to apply the other year. And she applied the other year. Uh, they put back the same records, whatever it is, same recommendations, except for whatever. Mm -hmm. Got into the university as the first, I would think, primary school teacher to have gone there. Not because she went to Shortwood Teachers College, but because they were accepting um, high school with whatever it is. But I think they have changed that now, right? She did exceptionally well. And you had um, Professor Figaro and Hector Winter. They used her there as their assistants. And uh, when they're gone on tour for cricket or they had to go and leave, she was the one in charge of their class. Mm -hmm. That's how she was highly you know, rated but, as yeah. teacher from Rosie. And from then, yeah. of course, she held and she went to Meadowbrook High School and until she became a principal. And as the young lady, Nadine, said, there are a lot of challenges there for her. That from long ago, she should have been the principal, right? And I would add this also that she was recommended for national honors twice. And she was told whatever. And when the lady was looking for the official whatever it is, it was not there twice, two different years. You know, the national, the ODs and the Yeah, 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 yeah. And and that was we discovered after because it so happened that I was in, you know, working in one of the highest offices here. <laughs> and just by chance, I discovered what they were doing. When these lists, you know, were coming, mm -hmm. you know, they would cross off certain person's name and put who they want. Uh, what do you call it? Others? Yeah. Or um, she Big was time, Corisava Sonia. Big time. Yeah. No, she was a team, but um, she said, whatever will be, will be. And we said, don't you worry about it. You have made your name already. Another thing, too, she got along very well with the PTA and all students, too. And she was able to be. Six classrooms at Meadowbrook yes. uh, High School yes. without, without any aid from government or whatever. But yes. she from relatives, parents, whatever it is. Six. There's a block there. Six classrooms. But it should have been named. I don't know if they have done that. The McLennan's block or whatever it is. But, you know, um, we have to look at it this way because 
we have to overcome all those challenges. Huh? All the time you're pushing ahead, doing good. Some people just don't like that. But she was with the obstacles, whatever, she was always going ahead. And that's one thing our mother and herself <laughs> go, 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 don't stop, go to the stars. And we pass it, they pass it down from one generation to the other. And where all the other relatives, friends and whatever it is, they would pass through my mother's house to her house to become very good citizens academically and otherwise. So we are very grateful for her. And also, as I said, I'm very grateful for you all to recognize the goodness and the goodwill in my sister because she meant well for everybody and she wanted them to excel and to go as far as they could go. No, when that when we all felt that, Miss Walker, we all I, felt that. She I want, and I want to make a comment, Sonia. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Nadine. Finish up. I want to say something, but go ahead. No, thanks. She literally, to me, I, I don't know if I can put it this way. She literally lifted us up. She literally kind of put us on her shoulders. Understand? She. This is where you talk about the wind beneath our wings. You understand? A lot of us would not have flown the way we have flown, you know, if it was not for her. And I have to, I remember, I, I think in my all my years at Meadowbrook, I think I may have been called to her office, I think, once. Once. And I, I listened to her and I saw how she dealt with us. We had a, we had a fundraiser at, well, it wasn't at the school, but it was by the psychology club. And the fun reel is going to be held at Almond Tree Club off Riddles Road. It's near, and it's at Plaza just before you get to Lasco when you leave Calabar and going up. Mm -hmm. I remember it was not well attended. It was not a success, I should say. And a few of us were there with the musicians, myself, and I remember another Jackie. I think her father owned the, the that. The plaza, um, I know Oswald Barrett and a couple other students who were there waiting for people to come to the Saturday night. And after about an hour or so, we realized that nobody's going to turn up. Of course, this got went back to Miss McKinnon. And of course, we were at her office Monday morning, bright and early. We were called to her office. I trembled the whole way to the office. <laughs> I did not know Miss McKinnon did not know the psychology club was having that fundraiser. And I thought, this is it. No, I've heard about caning. I've heard about all of those things. And I know how we feared Miss McKinnon because as we affectionately called her Spanner, which we later come to realize they were saying because she was such a disciplinarian. At first we thought it was Spanish, but because she was such a disciplinarian. I quivered in my boots standing in front of her that day. And I remember she talked to us like a mother would. And I came to realize that she really loved us as her children. That was the day I was in. I think I was in lower six then. And I've never had to really face her in such a, a manner before. 
but that quivering was dispelled and she basically we went home got our parents and of course we had to come back to school but it it was like she lifted us up she lifted us up and even through that situation i thought i was going to be but sent out sent home whatever it is but again like a mother hen she lifted us up so i really thank her and just i can't get enough of saying how grateful each and every one of us that passed through the gates of Meadowbrook high school is so and I want, to say this, I want to say this, Nadine, and I'm glad Mrs. Walker and Carol and Tony are here to talk about Miss McLennan because, and I want you to answer this to me because just listen to the story now. We're not going to forget her because that is conversation. We're going to make sure. We're going to get our own end. I'd have made a broke. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. But we. Uh, I will just. We have um, we have been in discussion also again. It came up in the Meadowbrook Memories um, Prince. We have been in discussion to try and to get that building named after her. After her, right? Yeah, after man. her. So, um, I, I think the building you're referring to is that the six, the three story block. Is that the one you're referring no. to? That the no, not the three story block. It's the the um the one where the the um beside the library. <laughs> Those classrooms that were built in the, the early 80s beside the library. You, you're familiar with those, um, Nadine? Beside the library? Was, yeah, beside the library. There are a set of classrooms that are right there. Yeah, but, 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 all that will happen. It well, doesn't matter. All that will yeah, Nadine. We're actually working on that. Yeah, man, so I'm glad for that. But stay tuned. My vision yeah. bigger than that, you know. My OM bigger than that. He wants. Because just listen to Mrs. Mrs. Walker talk about her sister, you know. Mm -hmm. And all the fight we should get, as we are saying, in the common parlance. I wait for fights when I get enough. I should never That's lose true. her class. No. Yeah. She never. Let's, when me know her, yeah. we never hear her complain and I say, boy, the fight will become a woman or become a black. You wouldn't mm -hmm. get that at all. It's a woman of substance. So no. what, what may I say? What, what may I think about her? You know? She's larger than life, you know. Yes, and, 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 and also we're actually working on that part of it too. Um, Prince, you might have just given us the name for it, the name of what we were trying to really put it together and what name. Mm -hmm. So you might have just contributed to that name, Prince, with what you just said. So trust me, it's it's um, stay tuned. It's, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, man, because... I, 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 I'd like to say, say that... And I hope Miss Walker will be there to be able to, and every all of you will be there to get it. I hope at, so. Yeah. <clears throat> at, at, at uh, one point. To, Sorry, go ahead. Just a little follow up with uh, Nadine too. Uh, Sonia disappeared a little. Hello. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Sonia, Sonia might be cooking, that's why. I'm here. I'm here. Let's get some water. You're not cooking, Sonia. Sonia, I yes. went to the archives as usual, you know, <laughs> and um, at her Thanksgiving, uh, Sonia did some inner thoughts, and with that, um, she reminded about Aunt Lee and her motto and her proverbs and so on. And some of what you're saying there, Nadine, one of them, it is easier to pull down than to build. And also, hmm. let us arise 
and build. build. And, and nothing else. Let us arise, continue her work to build. Right. Amen. Don't want to yeah, say that her motto. Yes, yes. And never, and in fact, our mother taught us, uh, you know, she says, information is important. And she taught us to store things. She told us stories about when she went to school or her generation and whatever, and we must always pass it on. And because of that, my sister, she kept a lot of records, a lot of writing. And I found myself somewhat, I would say a multi-disciplined person. And I have still all her writings and all that type of thing. And I find the same thing at very <laughs> witness the other day. Her birthday, I had her birthday book from she was months right back to an old age now with everything in it. So I like to research these things, have my archives, you know, up to date and so on. And those so writings. I've never believed it that I had the same little piece of paper <laughs> that you had then. So those writings would be very influential to us now. And oh she said to 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 me, you know, I said, but why are you, you know, so unhappy? Because she says, if I'm not teaching, if I'm not teaching, I don't feel well. Mm. And she must go because she has to teach. She, it was in her blood and she was married to teaching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> married and, to teaching. And I'll, I'll add to that because person, when she passed yeah. on that way, you know, happy teaching. So I said, well, I suppose she's still teaching wherever she is. <laughs> and I must say, all her nieces, all her nieces, including myself, I've seen traits of Aunt Lee in Carol, in Inger, in Monica, in Maisie. All the traits are there. And what is so uncanny, <laughs> what, what's so uncanny about the whole thing, it's, it's sometimes I say to myself, what's going on here? Um, although I'm a retired school principal, I get called back in. And I know my son says, no, but you're retired, you can go. But the thing about it is that, and I know I need to stop. I go back because they, they, they are in need of, of the folks because principals do get sick and everything. And I was, I'm in a school now and, and they're begging me to come back in January. I said, no, 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 I have to step back. But I, I was just saying, I said, I can't believe it. Is this my aunt and me still? I'm at <laughs> And these kids don't know me. And this was on her, it was on, this was a, today is Saturday. It was on Wednesday, I the school Tuesday, and one of the teachers was telling me about this child who was very, very disrespectful to her. And I said, she said, you want to talk to him? I said, yes, I'll talk to him. It's a, it's a white, he's a white teacher too. And after he was sort of casual and sort of 
you know, sort of really disrespecting the teacher. And I said to him, you know what, what I'd like you to do. I said, I could see you, are, you can be respectful. I want you to write a letter and apology. And the teacher saying, if you don't mean it, don't write. I said, no, no, I want you to write it. And you let me see it the next morning. I'll be here. And so I went to his class. He did the letter, showed it to me. And I said, okay, I'm going to take it to the teacher. And you're going to have to let her know. Read this letter to her. And from your heart, you need to apologize and let her know. You know, that little boy, when he was finished, said to me, you know, you're a good principal. <laughs> no, he said to me, you are a good principal. And what it is, as people say, is that I, I may go into the schools, I don't know the kids, but I, I'm firm, but I'm also kind. They see something in me that I can't explain it, really. And I'm saying, you know, this, this is my aunt. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> that is, There's no doubt. I, I do. Oh, I'm sorry, Mom. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I'm very glad, you know, that uh, my children, you know, are aware. Sonia, too. But I didn't, I wasn't the one who told my children, Inger, Anne Marie, and Howard, or Sonia. When I was seven years old, we went to a Sunday school. Um, <clears throat> what do you call it? Retreat? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and they had this sports day. <laughs> and Dr. Herbert Swaby, who was in charge, he said, um, we'll now do a race. Anybody interested to do this race, come on the line. And I went on the line. And who are on the line? I was about seven. But you had Big girls, 15, 14, 12 years old, whatever it is. And then my sister, Leanna, she saw me on the line with this, and she pulled me out of the line. How can you go in here with all those? So I came out the line. So when Reverend Sway came, he said, where's the little girl? Where's the little girl? What's the Come on, do you want to run this road? I said, yes, sir, yes, sir. And I stood here, and my sister. So he said, look, there is a pole way over there. Run as fast as you can to catch that pole. Now the pole was nowhere on the field, you know, it was way <laughs> And then he said, remember now he did. Remember, and when this is ready, steady, go. I took off and I ran and ran and ran. And I heard some of the Sunday school the little black stallion, the little black that hug was saying to me whatever it is 
you will win yours. Mm -hmm. And Amen. it brought this determination from I was a little girl then going back mm -hmm. to school and I went to high school and nobody could ever beat me in the race. I went to champs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, I did not continue because, you know, I went higher education. Mm -hmm. But this is the kind of push, you know, she would give you and she encouraged you, whatever. And yes. she watched you grow. Yeah. yeah? And yeah. in her way, you know, people did not understand her, you know. But she meant good for everybody in every respect. Mm -hmm. She was very stern and a little harsh. But after that, she's as soft and tender mm -hmm. as everybody. Yeah. I, I just want to uh, interject here about, about that. Um, I remember um, doing sitting my O levels at the time. And I was studying because I, I felt I wanted to do well for myself, but I also wanted to do well for my parents and Aunt Lee because she was the headmistress at the time. And I studied. I remember I would get up and study and oh, my goodness. And I said, OK, uh, I sat the exams and I was like, OK, whatever happens, happens. I put my all out there. Now, you know, Auntie had the Aunt Lee had the back door to get in to find out <laughs> how if you passed and how well you yeah. she had the, the connections. She had the connections. Yes, she had all the connections, yeah. Yeah. So so I don't know if she called my mom first or if she called me first. But Aunt Lee got on the phone with me and said, Anne Marie? So I'm like, oh God, I've passed that's what they called me Anne Marie, because that's my yes. uh, family calls me that. And Marie, I have the results. And so I'm like, oh God, <laughs> this isn't starting well at all. And then she said, two distinctions, two credits, two passes. And I was just like, oh my, and I had to wait to decide, find out if it was okay with her. Forget about me and what I'm thinking. I had to find out if this was this if this met my aunt lee's standards mm -hmm. and when i got confident that it met her standards i was like oh thank Sometimes if we didn't walk to her house, um, because there was no direct bus route to home, we would just stop at my aunt's house and then my mom would collect us and drive. Um, we just complete the, the ride home. So we would stay at my aunt's, you know, a, a lot until my mom was uh, off of work. But what my aunt Lee would do was that she would sit with us. We would have dinner together. She would talk. We'll have conversations. She would then go and rest for about 45 minutes to an hour. And then she would get back up and leave and go back to Meadowbrook to supervise the afternoon shift. 
And I was like, Aunt Lee, why are you going? Because sometimes she said, oh, I'm so exhausted. And Inger and I, my sister, would say, why are you going? And it's stay, lay down, you're, you're tired, stay. Aunt Lee said, no, I have to make sure that the children are okay. Mm-hmm. And drive back to Meadowbrook, stay for about an hour and a half or two hours, and then come back, park. And by the time she came back, my mother, you know, was at the gate ready to, you know, pick us up. But my, I say all that to say that my aunt, when she had made up her mind that this is, these are her children and this is her responsibility, she yes. did everything on the field to make sure, even when children did not appreciate the care and the time that she put into making sure that they were okay, that it was, and mm. she was okay with that because she understood that they're not going to understand the ramifications of a person who's going to care and the ramifications of a caregiver. They don't understand that or the responsibilities rather of a caregiver, but later on, they would get it. They would understand. I'm gonna say one more more thing. She um, also um, had a thing about not allowing too many um, vendors in front of Meadowbrook. She mm-hmm. wanted to make yep. sure that this it was not a marketplace where people would make merchandise of the children and, and take their money. When I mean take their money, I mean like, you know, having things you mm-hmm. want to buy this, you want to buy that. She was very, very, very careful of that. And I remember her specifically saying, the only person that is going to stay here that has been here from the very beginning is Pecker. Pecker has Uh earned his way here. He is always going to have a place here until he decides he's going to leave. But everybody else, out. And she she got rid of, from, as my mother would say, from Dan to Bathsheba. She got rid of all of them. them. And Pecker remained because she said that nobody was going to come into, while she was at her watch, take advantage of the students, period. So she cares even when they didn't realize how much she cared and didn't agree with all Mm -hmm. the decisions that she made, but the decisions were because she cared enough to protect them, even though they didn't understand. So that's my contribution. But um, I wanted to say that I have to, I am a little bit um, behind schedule and everything, and I have to um, jump off. Uh, And so I'm going to um, leave it in the capable hands of my cousin and my mom, uh, but if there's any other thing that you um, need, uh, please let me know. I'm in Jamaica often. And if anything I can do to that help with the archives, I'm willing to do that. Yeah, def- okay? yeah def- def- definitely. Definitely, Carol, definitely Carol okay. because I want to get the pictures of her. Send them to me by, you, you work it out, email, text, WhatsApp. Yes. That I can use yes. because this podcast, as I said, went out at number 100 because it's special okay. to me. And it's special for okay. her as well because, as I say, we're gonna bigger up more and more these days because I didn't realize. All right. back. You know, so send okay. me the pictures because it's awesome. it, it coming out as um as as the hundredth episode in a couple of weeks. Okay. So send me the pictures as we'll soon do. as you can. We'll yeah. be hearing from us, Carol. Okay, very good. All right, so you guys have a good yeah, evening. Yeah, man, and thanks for facilitating right. this, Carol. Thank thanks for allowing the job. Thank Mom, you. Mom, I'm leaving you on. Mom, Mom, I'm leaving you and Sonia on until they, they've wrapped up. I just have to go because I had a hard stop and I, I, I have to go. All right, so take care, everybody. Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you. Uh,
I was happy about to because I have another. Okay, you have another thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. What? What? Let me ask a couple of questions before you and and Sonia go, Mrs. Walker. Um, where did Miss McLennan get the love of cricket? <laughs> we listen. Um, I don't know, but we had been even to look for Reverend Ward here when he was um ill, and he was asking about Meadowbrook and the cricket. I that's a man knew she was interested, and then my husband is just a cricket fanatic. And when West Indies playing and thing, you should hear them on the phone. <laughs> and also, you know, well, somebody in the park didn't miss them, or you know, the, the they would listen to the radio and say, but I really don't know where she I think it was more uh, you know, they played a lot at Water Valley School. Okay. You know, okay, a lot of cricket in St. Mary. Perhaps. And also in those days on the, the sugar estates like grazing and so on. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, they, they do play, but they had cricket teams. Also, um, I can remember small girls she was teaching then. The Teachers Association in St. Mary, they used to have cricket matches, you know, against the parishes because I remember at one time they even went to St. Thomas mm -hmm. to play in St. Thomas. And I used to, you know, she used to take me along sometimes, but and in Port Maria too, different places all over, you know. And she was a very, she was a cricket fan and she understood all about but the, the other thing, she loved cricket, but I tell you, she has a beautiful, a beautiful soprano voice. Yes. Yes. Like her mother, like my grandmother. Yeah. She was one of the lead persons in the church and she had a fine repertoire. And my sister got all that from her. And um, you do. And you become that singer. Member mm -hmm. of the choir at uh, Meadowbrook. And prior to that, when she was at Salem. So yeah. uh, she sings beautifully. That's a little, yes. that's, that's a little secret. She never let us know at Meadowbrook. I didn't know that. No, man, no, man. We heard her. You heard her singing? Okay, okay. Yes, we heard her. You would and when she would sing in Spanish. Professional singers. And he's always singing. Mom is always singing and cheerful and the type of songs that she took from mom very you know good singer i'm telling you mm -hmm. and when she sang in spanish it was beautiful and one of her favorites because i didn't even which song was that um sonia that same one you're singing when I was a child, she taught me that too. And she she was was teaching herself Spanish. This is interesting. She told herself, and I I I, I remember that. <laughs> I didn't I didn't learn Spanish. I did French instead. Yeah, and you remind me? I've got a question I want to ask you, Tony. Where did she get the love of Spanish? 
it, it's interesting. I don't know because as a child, she was speaking Spanish to me, teaching me Spanish songs. And that's when she did her high school. She, let me say, she, she was just gifted. I have no idea where she got that. The thing about it, you see, yes. we had on, on my mother's side, we had uh, grand aunts and so on who lived in Costa Rica. Okay. Panama. And in Cuba. Uh. And uh, even on the other side, too. And mm. I used to, because I used to say, what foolishness they're talking about. <laughs> but I think it was like, you know, Aunt Connie, the grand aunts. Yeah. And those people, they used to speak to each other, you know, just like how the Chinese would meet mm -hmm. at times and they would speak Chinese. Mm -hmm. That is how they used, I can remember, because we used to say, Oh, and they used to talk little thing in Spanish, and I didn't understand. And they used to laugh and thing. And then we had a lot of Spanish records. You know, we had this big, tall gramophone. Oh, Sonia, your your thing, your oh, yeah. favorite uh, Spanish one what, what was which one? Ah, Mama Yeah, yeah. Ah, Lay. And was uh Capale, right? Mm. And we never have the foggiest idea. <laughs> by, by, by the way, let me ask you something. Could you pick she up? And sing in Spanish. Uh, but she caught it from, you know, grand aunts and those kind of people. Mm -hmm. and, and, and let me ask a question. I know you guys in St. Mary. Were you able to pick up a Cuban radio station from St. Mary? Uh, I think, let me see. It was what? ZQI. And was there a Spanish thing, Sonia? I don't remember. I have no idea if there's a I, Spanish station. There may have been. Yeah, I mean, quite possible being on an art course. And I mean, Cuba is not about uh, it. could be, yes. But I think it was more from the, you know, relatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, the relatives. They used to speak Spanish. And um, some of it was more, what you call the... the Pigeon, or what kind of thing? Uh, I remember <laughs> my mother was saying, Oh, Peter, that is father. He knows um, he knows Spanish because he had traveled, you know, to Panama mm -hmm. and whatever. And um, when she was speaking or starting Spanish, she said, You you speak with Dada and see. And when Dada was speaking to her, she said, That's part, like she said, that pigeon. Or <laughs> Like a patois. Yeah, patois Spanish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but she had um, also, you know, she went to uh, which little Spanish place. And she actually learned the patois Spanish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Puerto Rican. Yeah. But you say, but you, is you, Sonia, said she, she, learned, she went to Spain to learn her Spanish? No, no, she was in Puerto Rico first. She was she had gone to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. And then she was in, and well, after she was accomplished, she did her master's in Spanish in Mexico. Yeah. Okay. And did her okay. In, in yeah. okay. And as I learned later on that these Sp Spanish is like English, you have different dialects of Spanish. Oh, yes. Just like we have different dialects of English, right? 
Right. I learned, I learned later on from Argentinian French. It's like, is that different way to speak in Argentina? Yeah. Well, it's like French because I learned French. And you see, Haiti have that. A different that dialect. Right, right. And, right. and Quebec here in, in Canada, they have their yeah, <laughs> different yeah. ways than in France. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But let me ask a question, though, because I know both of you say I have things to do. Let me ask a couple more questions. Was yes. Ms. McLennan the oldest of the siblings? Oldest. Yes. And of, of and how many? How she many? was the oldest of seven. Of seven. How many boys and how many girls? Two boys and five girls. There were three boys, but one died. One died, yeah. okay. Yeah. And she sounded like being the oldest. She ruled it like a queen. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, when I looked back at it, you know, again, my mother was a very smart person. Mm -hmm. uh, she said she lost her parents uh, at an early age when she was like about 12. So it was like her grand aunt and whatever. And she said she always liked a big family, whatever. But what she did, whatever values she had, she passed it on to the eldest child. Mm -hmm. And she would say, look, you are to let the others know and behave in that way and so on. So from an early age, you know, it is like she was groomed. <laughs> Mm -hmm. to be a second mother mm -hmm. and she said I oh I'm going to educate this girl because of the potential and she wants her to be a teacher so uh she sent her although school was like two miles away that particular school and we had another one that Reverend Ward was in charge of a few chains from home she liked the model of Water Valley School because of what they offered. Because that was like a high school in those mm -hmm. days. And this teacher, Miss Olive Stewart, a very disciplined person too. And then Reverend Ward, his man's, was on the hill and the school was down. So he had control over teachers, school, everybody. They boarded her with the headmistress of the school, Miss mm -hmm. Stewart. And so were other children there. And this lady was a disciplinarian too, and was one who all her students would excel there. So at an early age, from home to school, and you know, weekends she would come home or whatever it is. She had that kind of way about her, you know, and, and I don't know, sometimes she would like, must say a practice teacher, no? <laughs> she dealt you and that type of thing. So it was just the environment she was in, you know. Yeah. Yeah. At school and at home. Why she it, it shaped her in that way. But, and I, I said, I think she was a destined. Person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From from the, from morning. What she would do, what she would do with me also, 
if I, when I went to my grandparents from holidays and when I got back and that she would do this with all her nieces and nephews, if you're ever in her presence, she would, and I never liked it, but I understood why this lady, I understood why she did it. She had said, okay, now before you go to school, you have to write, you have to write a little a composition about how you spent your time and where you spent it. And she would be correcting it too, you know, so you just couldn't write any old foolishness. Mm -hmm. oh, you had to, um, you had to highlight where you were, what you did, what things you did, and and really that was you did every at the end of every holiday. You you had to highlight what it is you did, and you had to write that composition. And she would correct it too, <laughs> so that she was never. And she sort of had you sort of brought you back up to the level of where you should be. Because over the holidays, you know, you're running around. It allows that, allows that freedom. But you had to come back and really get yourself ready, ready for school. That's how she And I tell you what she did. Um, before, I, when I was in elementary school, before I went to high school, she got one of those exercise books, King George V on top of it. And the first page was exercise book they call it um to all things noble and true and good i dedicate this book i have it still and all the little many gems were in that book that i knew i had to write it there or if i read anything magazine or whatever it is and she would let me cut out. What did you read? And I told her, and I would cut it out and whatever. And when I looked back at that book, I said, oh my God, this lady, she dared me. It's my life. Mm. And, and the poems um, that were in the, and the songs that I would sing, they were all excelsior you know the highest standards and things and i said up to now i have it <laughs> and i could quote um from it you know at her thanks it was really a thanksgiving i could quote everything she really shaped us trust me and my mother you know she was just sit back mm -hmm. and shook it <laughs> And one, one last thing before I leave, even though I went to St. Jago, she still monitored me that there, even though she wasn't on staff there, she made sure that I, everything was ship shape because I recall the vice principal at the time or the headmistress, Mrs. Bent, when I was about to do the, the, the at the time it was senior king, it was just before GCO level, before the O levels, and we had this mock. We had to do these mock exams. I don't think I did that well on the mock exam. And I think when they went to the conference as to whether I should go ahead and do the exam, I think Mrs. Bent advocated for me because she said, I don't know, someone someone told me that they heard Mrs. Bent saying, um, Sonia has an aunt who is excellent and she, 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 she will take over. She's going to do this exam no matter what. So she she so she had that influence even at San Diego. So she, she was 
Jeanette was able, you know, was able to advocate. She said, well, Sonny didn't sit this exam. Maybe she had a bad time doing whatever when we were doing the mock exam. Yeah, I did, I, her influence. I she advocated for me just the same. Yeah, her influence. And she had an aisle for me. Yeah, her influence seemed to expand all over Jamaica. She knew somebody everywhere. That is, exactly. that's how powerful exactly. she was. But, 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 but Let no. me ask if Water Valley, Water Valley School is still around or is there a, a yes, new yes. name? Yes, it is still around. Water okay. Uh, it, it is not the same as it used to be, you know, but it is still there and um, the church is still there. And as I say, um, tomorrow they will be having um, this, what you call it? On the 50th anniversary, you said. Yes, right there. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I thought that I thought the name was changed. Okay. No, 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 no. It is okay. Water Valley. In, they used to call it Salem School. Okay. You know, but um, it is really Water Valley. Uh, uh, the name of it. I I think I can. Uh, let's see. Water Valley School. This is what Water Valley School looks like. Can you see? No, hold it up for your face, uh, Mrs. Walker. Yeah. Go back. Hold it up. Yeah. And I'll ask Carol to send these to me. I hold it to the right. We're not seeing it. The other way. Other way. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Bring it on your phone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We can yeah, see, see it. Yes. Now. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you. And we'll ask, Thank you. we'll ask Carol to definitely send us those pictures because right. I went post them when, when, yeah, when the podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But let me let me ask the last question before I ask a closing remark from both of you. It's like, how does it, let, let me phrase the question this way. Um, did you realize that you have had the influence that you had? And you take this one for a Sonia. Did you realize the impact that fought almost 30 years after she died? We had Meadowbrook still talking yeah, about it. This is surprising. I didn't realize. I know just shortly after uh, she had that influence, I knew among other people who have had the Meadowbrook alumni, but not realizing that after 30 years. And I really applaud you and really, you know, I'm just saying, wow. And it, it goes to show what what years were you there, Glaster? I was there 82 to 86. I was the one who. Oh, the same as Nadine. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was one who captained the cricket team that won Meadowbrook for the first time. Yes, I presented her I'm that really, trophy. Yeah, I'm really I'm very 79 to 86. I was I'm really very touched because it sometimes it, it just proves that it's in your sometimes all the years that you, you can look back and see the impact all the people have had. But the fact that you are able to do this, and of course, in this medium which didn't exist then, I, I am really touched. I'm really touched by it. I, I, you know, it brought tears to my eyes when I saw when I you're doing this. I really commend you. And I don't know what it is that inspired you to do this now at this stage. That's a good question, uh, but it is an inspiration. Let me answer that. Maybe it's, it's for an inspiration, but yes, it is. Wonderful. It's that, how many years? No, it's a, uh, let, me, let me put it in a sense. It isn't. I won't tell you what inspired me. I won't tell you what inspired me. And Dante on the line here. When I went to Jamaica in 2016, we had one sunlight in 1982. First time in Meadowbrook. History. Like how Mr. greater I would for each at Meadowbrook. And up to 19, 2016, I went down for my mother's funeral. And um, nobody, nobody was talking about what we had done for the school. 
You know how much like it was going in a black hole, just like Mr. McLennan's memory. <clears throat> and I have to say, if you use the Jamaican word, me did vex. Me I say, <laughs> me I say, me, our school and our teams, and I know one time we win, a, a same time we win, we a trophy. I produce road scholars and everything. And me I said, come like, nobody know want to talk about this. And I had a friend who said to me, say, boy, Glister, if, if you not do it, nobody else not going to do it. Because you, know? you know the story. I mean, I think, and, and so when, when I went down and Dante presented me with a, a trophy for the team, I said, boy, I don't remember it. And I said, yeah, and I tell you what I remember. I said, boy, I want to talk about this, you know. And my, my idea was to just talk about the cricketers and the football and them I win. And I think, so I know me that I don't talk. And I realize, say, everybody want to come tell them Meadowbrook memories because it was so good. It was so good for most of us. As, as Nadine had said to me, say, Meadowbrook are like our hotel in California. You can check out mm-hmm. anytime, but you can't leave Meadowbrook. Well, uh, I have found your. Uh, yes, Nadine, it's all pictures. I've found you. Nadine, that's you? I, I, I can't see it. Uh, move it to your right, move it the other way. Nadine. Move it the other way, yes, and hold it up, hold it up high. Oh, yeah, that's Nadine, yes, I think so, to the right. I can't, I see. I see. Yeah, Nadine, that's you, that's you, that's you. I'm More Nadine, Nadine, yeah, I see it, I, I see it, it. So, yeah. It's the I other one. Right, right, so that's you. Okay. That's you. Wow. wow. I see you. Say what, Nadine, ambition to build a sea world at Meadowbrook. <laughs> That was how it ended to build a sea world okay. at Meadowbrook. Yes. Right. Who wrote that? Who wrote that? You, Nadine. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go find, you have to get the book, a copy of the book, Nadine. You have to hurry to get copies. And we... No, I know you can't. I don't realize what you write to. Mrs. Walker. I thank you for that memory, and I would look forward to get that one. But there's a story behind that, and I know you don't have time, but I just remember the story behind the Sea World, as they said, was because of a certain nickname that I was given by a certain head girl, and that's where that came from. Prince, you know exactly who I'm talking, your head girl? (laughs) <laughs> to relate Saffron Ramsey. Yeah. My very good my very good friend gave me a nickname and that is exactly where that that came from. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. wow. So the question for you to Mrs. Walker, um, did you realize the impact that your sister would have had on us 30 years later? I am not too surprised, but surprised because I have not really heard anyone who has done or say, I can't remember hearing anyone really acknowledging in this fashion the influence or the impact she has had on them. And as Sonia says, um, 
you know, it brings a little nostalgia because that lady dedicated all, I would think, her teaching years to Meadowbrook. Mm -hmm. And as someone said, I think it was Donnett who Barrett, she was the one who called me and she inquired from someone she could, and then her aunt, she asked her aunt, she wanted a relative. And the aunt said, but there's this place right there. she gave her the number and called me and she said you know miss mclennan did not get what she deserved mm -hmm. and we are trying to see how because she was a very good person and what she did and you know so uh it is true and and for you all recognize the worth of this great lady. She was a great person. Yes, yes, yes. I was saying, I wish this, what has happened here, it, it would have been, um, others would have known about it. Who should have known? Medibook, right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, should have known about all this. Because I think it shows you the mind and the appreciation of people, who they are and what we have become and who was responsible mm -hmm. for all of Not just relatives, but look, as she says, you're all, you all belong to me. You're all my children. And she devoted her life to teaching. Because many a times people would ask her, oh, so why you know getting married or you know she was approached in the, take my hand and she says no if i do that that's going to prevent me from doing from pursuing what i want to and i thought she was selfish she said no i just love teaching and i'm dedicated to teaching and teaching was her family so again i would say um for you all for you all to have thought of this is a, a fantastic idea and we really appreciate it and as i say sorry i'm so sorry too that this did not occur at like say one of our family reunions you know mm -hmm. and and to have this as a part of it it would have been so very nice you know. Well, they're going, they're, they're going to get it. able to get a, get the, the, the they'll taping, get a copy. Right, yeah, man, they'll you get, get a, copy. a copy. So you can share it. Yeah, man, they'll get it now, Mrs. Walker. Don't worry. All right. The whole world will hear it, you know. It's great. About this great lady. That's the purpose of this conversation. That's why I'm doing it today. The whole world will hear this now. So don't worry about that. That's, I mean, we're going to figure out what to say. We're going to figure Great yeah, great yeah. Great some, some are gone already gone, but some are retired. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. And then, Sonia and Mrs. Walker, you want the younger ones to hear the impact that you have. Mm -hmm. That's the one that I want to hear tonight. I want the student, my mother, you know, hear 
the foundation of this great lady, I just said, because she was a yeah. great lady. She was a great lady. Based on the amount of fight we tell me she gets and she hold up her head high. Head far to high like a, a stately woman, same way. There's great right. in that. Yeah, man. Always. 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 Beautiful. But before before I go, let me ask you, and Donovan, Dante, any 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 quick question for Sonia or, or Mrs. Walker? If you can unmute. Yeah. Yeah, no, no questions. I think um, I've heard everything. I'm sure other questions will come up, and I'm hoping that there's another forum sometime somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Where where we'll be able to keep this link. Yeah. And and um, help to to immortalize um the memory of 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 Mrs. McLennan um as we go forward um because she does deserve that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Ah, Don T. What is that? Donald who? It's it's Donovan Thomas. Donovan Thomas. Uh, Thomas. No, well, uh, 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 Mrs. Walker, Miss McLean, I want to call him Tegreg. My nickname. Tegreg. That's <laughs> right. That, that's yeah. That, that's what she, she addressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm giving you the nickname. You might remember. Not even Tegreg. Tegreg. I want Don Don T. Pronounce it for me properly. What's going on, Carlo? <laughs> Where are you going? Where are you going at this time? She's not calling me. Where's your nickname? Exactly. Exactly. In fact, you know, <laughs> meet me in my office. I'm not in. Any quick question, Nadine, before I let Mrs. Walker and Sonia go? Uh, I don't have a question, um, but I guess I would just, I would just say it has been a, it has been such a, a memory, a joy ride this evening. Um, my, my clothing remarks, I guess I would just put it here is to say you, Miss Walker and Anna, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at Miss McLennan. Really? I'm visualizing I'm visualizing her with her walking around the campus, Dante, with her arms behind her back. And just going, it's like, you know, when you're, you have such a, you're looking at your, your handiwork and the pride that she stepped with. She epitomized the true um, school motto. It asked when they had books, Vestra, let your light so shine to the T. You know, she uh, deserved all the accolades to be given. And I definitely, as I said, what Prince just said, I think you have named the you have named the award, which is going to be coming up, I know. And we're definitely going to use that order of Meadowbrook you know, somewhere in there. Thank you so much for keeping her legacy alive. And Sonia, thank you so much. Thanks to um, Carol, even though she's not here. And as I said, let us continue play up, play up, and play the game because we are all winners in Miss McLennan's eyes. We thank you, Carlotto, Leonardo, McCann. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really, I'm really touched by this. And you know, <laughs> may you prosper in whatever you're doing. You know, it is it's just, just remarkable because right now you're just being so selfless. 
I know yeah. you have, you're very busy people, but you are, you're, you've stopped to think, and you said you pass this on to the young people that they need to recognize. You know, yeah. you know anyone who has benefited them or who have had an mm. influence on them. Wonderful, and, and really very impressed. Thank you so much. Yeah. Sonia, stories weren't meant to be told, not buried. And that yes. is what we are not doing enough of, telling our story, telling her story, your story, you know, because her story became, becomes our story. Mm -hmm. And so we have to continue to tell the story. The good news is out there. So we just have to send it out and let everybody mm -hmm. know, send it far and wide so it can mm -hmm. live on long after we have also passed. Wonderful. And you're, you're so right because uh, I'm looking at my aunt here and and an older and my older aunt. Viola, I don't know if you've heard about Viola Desmond back in 1946 in um, Nova Scotia. She got arrested because she sat in the movie. She sat where she wasn't supposed to sit because no. she basically defied. So what they did is her younger sister so, but for Viola, she died somewhere in the 60s, but it's her sister who just died two years ago, who brought it to the front and others that she needs to be honored. And now they have her picture on the $10 bill here in Canada because she was one of those, she was a martyr. She was one of those that back in the day, 1946, where they arrested her because she went to the movies and sat as a black person in an area where she shouldn't have. And you know, she was a hairdresser at the time. So they're now recognizing her for that she made the right move. It took, it took how many years? And right, so many years after she passed away, it was being recognized. But you're like the standing person <laughs> where Andy's concerned. And now you are you are now the promotion because someone decided, you know, this lady needs to be honored. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. $10 bill. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Desmond. You can you can Google her name, Desmond. Yeah. Yeah. So any, any, so you're doing exactly what you know, you're saying recognizing someone because I don't think we do it enough in Jamaica. We recognize those who have been advocates. Who have done? Who have, we stand we stand on the shoulders of giant, as you say, and she was a giant for us. Yes. Thank you, so much. Thank you ever, ever so and, much. And, we have some and, very good people in this world today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'd like to say one last thing before we, we, we close off. You know, um, at, at one point, and I had the pleasure of sitting on the school board, the Meadowbrook school board, mm -hmm. and I, I was able to tell a number of principals and um, and so forth, that if they were principals while I was at Meadowbrook, I would not be what I am and I would not be giving back. I was able to tell them that Excellent. straight up. Right? And uh, <laughs> one last thing that I want to say, in, in, through my years at Meadowbrook, um, <clears throat> I thought that I was special <laughs> but through recent discussions and so forth i'm learning that i wasn't or i was special but i wasn't the only special one mm -hmm. there were there were hundreds and hundreds of special, special people in, in, yeah. in, 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 in miss mcclennan's eyes yeah. um, you know 
Because mm-hmm. I thought that the way she treated me and the stuff that she did for me, yeah. I was. But no, I'm learning that there are so many others that mm-hmm. have gotten that. Um, and, and I don't feel less special. It's, exactly. I just feel happy right. to know that Beautiful. there were other special people. Beautiful. And I think, I mean, the world and Jamaica, because our students have gone far and wide, yes. has been a better place yes. for her existence. Yes. I just want to ensure I, that I, I'm able to say that. I would yeah? say this too. I went to a function um, and Hera Blair was there, huh? young Hera Blair still. And he said, oh, you Miss McLean and sister. I said, oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, she was so nice and special and thing. And she said, you know, I, he said, I thought I would have been head boy, you know. There were two. Hello? Yeah, man, where are you? Where are you? There were, uh, it was Peter Champigny and yes. And she had to find some little thing to choose between them because they were so close. Yeah. That's what he was saying to me. He thought he would be the head boy. And the other one thought he would be the head boy too, based on academics and the way this. And eventually he said, boy, you know, Champigny got it, Peter Champigny got it. Head boy, mm-hmm. you know who Champagne is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where are we, Robin? Yeah, yeah. Great yeah, yeah. lawyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great. And parents, each from St. Mary, you know. Okay. And he got to be head boy. And um, I don't know if they knew he was from St. Mary or anything, but that didn't have a thing to do with right. the head boy. There was, she said, like about like half a point. She had to find some little thing to choose who was Ed Boy between those two. And I met her Blair some time ago, and I said, "The boy is mad, man, and she, you know, if she if we, she could have two head boys, mm-hmm. <laughs> two head boys, yeah, and she just choose." Some little and which was a vital part of that guy's mm-hmm. career. Yeah, right. It. But he was never disappointed because he knew both of them almost equal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, thank so you. Just, you know, everybody special. Everybody. Yes. Let me, Mrs. Walker. I just let me add this little point in there. Talking about the special and the extra special. And friends, Dante, uh, let me just take this moment and just say to you, Mrs. Walker and Sonia and the rest of the family, on behalf of each and every student passing through the gates of the great Meadowbrook High School at 2A Meadowbrook Avenue in Kingston, Jamaica, we thank you for sharing our beloved Miss McLennan affectionately known as Spana, as we all called her because she was such a pro in Spanish. Right, Dante? (laughs) We thank you for sharing her with us. We thank you on behalf of every student, every student who passed through the great halls of Meadowbrook High School, wherever we are, 
We are each making a difference in our own way in every nook and cranny of this world. We were the better for having met her, been graced by her presence. And so we just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We can't say it enough. So thank, thank you, you again. thank you, Nadia. And we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you enough. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Let 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 me close out this program quickly because this is has been a monumental conversation. I've been the hundred. It's way mean hour to me as well as Miss McLennan. That's it's going out as a hundred episodes. So as I always in this conversation. Sonia Dixon, Mrs. Vira Walker, and Carol, Anne-Marie, I hear the nickname or the middle name that she used. Anne-Marie yeah. Walker, who is not here right now, she left earlier. And Donovan Thomas, Dante Artegreg, Nadine Moulton. This is me, Glister Prince, or Jelly, or Lance. I want to thank you all for coming to have this conversation this evening. And God bless us all. And God bless that great school at 2A Meadowbrook Avenue. Well, we can still have them conversation yeah, after 30 years after Miss McLennan is no longer with us. But our spirit lives on. Our spirit lives on. Our spirit will continue to live on with these conversations. So thank you both for coming. Thank you, Dante and Nadine. And God bless us all. And God bless that great school at 2A Meadowbrook Avenue. Have a good evening. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Happy holidays to each and every one of you. Yes, that's it. Merry Christmas and happy New Year to everybody. Yes, yes. All right. Take care. Yeah, man. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Meadowbrook Memories. And remember to give us all the support and encouragement you can on whatever social media platform you are listening. And special thanks to my production manager. Kyle Prince, who takes care of everything involved in getting the podcast out every week. And without him, this podcast would not be possible. It is his expertise that allows me to do what I love doing every week, having great conversations about Meadowbrook memories, and he's responsible for everything else. So again, thanks to my production manager, Kyle Prince. So, remember to like, share, and subscribe these Meadowbrook Memories podcasts so neither you nor your friends will miss another memorable conversation. Thanks.